Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Joe of Word of Prayer Cultural Center in Largo, Maryland. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast. It is my prayer that you are both blessed and enriched by what you hear. Feel free to share with friends and family, and also feel free to follow us on our social media outlets, Facebook and Instagram. Our social media handle is at Wopsy, W-O-P-C-C. Visit us online at wopsy.church. God bless and happy listening. And so uh, this morning we are on uh, the year transition, uh, transition part six, correct? Yes, part six. And we know that this is the year of transition. Um, I'm seeing it more and more as well. And I believe that um, the body of Christ as a whole are uh, slowly but surely awakening to um, this idea of transition in 2023. This is fearless, fearless, fearless 2023. And we are on day 50 of 365 of Fear Not. Yeah, yeah, 50 days of choosing, of electing, of deciding to fear not. So the theme scripture uh, for the year is found in Isaiah 41.10. We can go ahead and look at that in the Amplified. Isaiah 41 and 10. It's our focal scripture or our theme scripture for the year. And the Amplified version that I have says this, it says, do not fear anything (laughs) for I am with you. Do not be afraid for I am, who's God? Yeah, yeah, your God, my God. I will strengthen you. Be assured I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand, a hand of justice, of power, of victory, of salvation. This is a scripture that you should have tattooed on your heart because we are going to be resting and leaning on that scripture this year. Another scripture is in Isaiah 43, 18 through 19 in the message. Let's look at that. It says this, it says, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over what kind of history? Old history. It says, be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in the badlands. Amen? Amen. How many of you know that he's doing something brand new? Amen. Amen. He's doing something brand new. And so um, today, transition part six, I want to start out by letting you know that whether you realize it or not, there is disturbance in the land. There is unrest in the land. Things are breaking out in the land. Mass shootings, deadly earthquakes. We can even talk about overtly demonic music 
is being released into the airways like never before. No longer subliminal. It's just in your face now. We can talk about gun violence and how it has become an epidemic with about 75 mass shootings in the 50 days we've had this year. 75. According to the data presented in my research, there has not been a year ever that we've seen these numbers. Just this week, a campus shooting at Michigan State University taking three lives before the gunman took his own. These are college students just going about their business, getting their education. You may have heard about Turkey and Syria, the earthquakes there of a 7.8 and 5.2 magnitude on the Richter scale with a death toll of 46,000 so far as they find and identify more bodies. Some things you may not have heard that have happened just this week, an urgent tsunami warning in Italy following that of the earthquakes. There was a smaller earthquake that happened in Buffalo, New York, and it happened around the same time. There was a huge warehouse fire in Chicago Heights. Smoke filled the sky there about 1,000 feet. Thousands of computer servers around the globe were targeted uh, targeted by a ransomware hacking attack. Ohio residents were urged toward evacuation over uh, a catastrophic uh, blast from a train derailment or the fear thereof. And it's so much that's going on in the land. That was just this week. And so it makes you want to say, Lord, save us. Save us. Save us. But the word of the Lord today is that he already has. He already has. And I want to take a look at Romans 8, 31 through 39. We're going to march through some scripture today. Is that all right? Romans 8, 31 through 39. And we can look at it in the King James Version. These are some things that God wants you to know. I could speak to you, but God wants to speak to you right through his word this morning. Is that all right? And so I'm just going to guide you to what he has to say. Romans 8, 31 through 39. In the King James Version, it says this. It says, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us. Who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up from, for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Let's keep reading. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God. There's that right hand again. Who also maketh intercession for us. Now watch this. Who 
shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Thank you, Jesus. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Speak to us, Father. We hear you on this morning. Hallelujah. Nothing shall separate us from the love of God. And how many of you know that it's much like the commandments where God says, if you get love, you got the rest. So if you have his love, you have his peace. And if you have his love, you have his protection. And if you have his love, you have everything that is available to you because it's only available through his love. And so no matter what you read in the headlines, and so no matter what's going on in the land, Know that none of it negates this scripture which speaks of the love he has for his son and daughter. And this is the joy that we have in spite of. And I'm going to get to it later. We're still affected. We're, 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 we're humans and we're still affected. We're in this, this sick and dying world. So we're still affected. Yet we do not operate without hope. Because we don't operate without his love. Hallelujah. John 16, 33. John 16, 33. Where is all this coming from? Well, it was prophesied. And it was never spoken that it would be anything else. These things I have spoken unto you that in me ye might have what? Peace. That's the key in him. In the world, ye might have tribulation. Ye probably, ye could, ye shall have tribulation. But, I love that conjunction, be of what kind of cheer? Of good cheer. Why? <laughs> because he says, I have overcome the world. I want to look at that in the Amplified, John 16, 33. That's John 16, 33 in the Amplified. And it reads like this. It says, I have told you these things. So that in me, you may have, the Amplified says, perfect peace. Can we be blessed by that bracket that says perfect? Woo, Jesus. Perfect peace. 
in the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering, but be courageous. Okay, let's be blessed by the brackets. Be confident. Be undaunted. Woo, Jesus. Be filled with what? With joy. I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished. My victory abiding. That word undaunted, it means not intimidated or discouraged by difficulty, danger, or disappointment. Not intimidated or discouraged by difficulty, danger, or disappointment. Be undaunted. Be confident. Be filled with joy. Can we look at it in the message right quick? John 16.33, in the message paraphrase, I've told you all this so that trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured, deeply at peace. <laughs> I love that. Deeply at peace. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties. But take heart, I've conquered the world. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. There are things um, that I want you to remember when tragedy strikes the world. You ready to write them down? When tragedy strikes the world, the first thing I want you to remember is that grief is human. That's the first thing. Grief is human. The second thing is that strength and weakness is divine. Strength and weakness is divine. And the last thing is that Jesus is king. Number one, grief is human. Number two, strength and weakness is divine. And number three, Jesus is king. I want to take a look at John 11.35. John, the 11th chapter and the 35th verse. It's a very short scripture. It's only two words. Y'all see it? What does it say? Jesus wept. Jesus wept. What does, what does it mean to weep? To cry? Yeah. To sob, yeah, yeah, yeah. To sob, to cry and to sob. And so you mean to tell me that Jesus, the Christ, he cried. He even sobbed. Yes, that's right. He was human. And because he was human, that means that he experienced grief. Amen? Remember that we don't serve some high priest who's unable to sympathize with our weakness. We serve a, a king who understands 
not only who we are, but how we feel. It's important to note that. He understands not only the technicalities of what we're going through, but he understands the emotional effects and the impact that it has on us as people. Thank you, Lord. And so, depending on how you exegete this text, you may say, some may say that he cried because of the death of his friend. Some may say that he cried because of the lack of faith of his friends. But the point is, he cried. And he sobbed and he wept because something grieved him. Amen? Somebody say, grief is human. Luke 19:41 Luke 19:41 This is again speaking of Jesus it said and when he was come near he beheld the city and wept over it okay so again, Jesus, he wept. He had emotions. He knew what it was to grieve. And so I say to you today that a lot of us, when we hear about these tragedies that, for example, have struck just this week, there is a part of us that may want to weep. There is a part of us that uh, you know, may may feel sad. There's a part of us that, you know, that's okay. That part of us is something that is okay. You're not more holy because you don't cry. You're not more holy because you don't react naturally. You're not more holy because you're so heavenly bound that you're no earthly good and people can't relate to you. You're not more holy. You don't get any Holy Ghost points for not grieving. And so let's set that record straight. And so first of all, your first reaction may not be to pray. Your first reaction may not be, you know, you may cry, you may grieve. You may weep, and that's okay. As a matter of fact, it's human. And so it's okay to feel. It's not a sin to be sad or saddened. We just don't stay sad because we know we have a reason to rejoice. And so the first thing is that grief is human, things to remember when tragedy strikes. The second thing is that strength and weakness is what? is divine and so now after we have acknowledged our emotions and after we have possibly grieved and things like that the next question is and not only tragedy in this way but this can be applied uh, to more personal things and more community type of things or on a smaller scale but the question comes where do I search for comfort and where do I search for answers Okay, where do I search for comfort? Because it is pretty automatic that after being grieved, you're going to want to be comforted. And that's where the danger comes in. 
because the enemy knows that. And so a lot of us, after grieving, we now have this open door to be comforted by some things that shouldn't be comforting us. Mm-hmm. And so, and so we've got to be very careful to know that in grieving and receiving bad news and receiving news that makes me cry, now where do I go for comfort? 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Thank you, Jesus. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And it says this in the King James. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. You don't got to go <laughs> looking for nobody else's grace because my grace is enough for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Hallelujah. 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 Strength and weakness is divine. So grief is human, but the strength that we look for after we grieve is not going to be found in man. It's not going to be found in in humans strength and weakness is divine he says my grace is sufficient for thee my strength is made perfect in your weakness amen philippians 4:13 we don't even have to go there we know it and even in its proper context it applies that i can do all things through whom through Christ who strengthens me. I can even do hard things through Christ that strengthens me. I can even do things that are high in pressure. I can even do things that aren't jubilant and exciting. Whatever it is, I can do it. I can even do tragedy. Through him who gives me strength. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Let's look there. Matthew eleven twenty eight and twenty nine. He says this, he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, all ye who are grieving, all ye who are stricken and emotionally impacted by tragedy, come unto me, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Because that's what our souls are really looking for. A place to rest. For my yoke is what? Is easy. And my burden is light. Thank you, Jesus. And so we want to make sure that whenever tragedy strikes, not only in the world, but honestly in our lives, 
even in our day-to-day when we get sucker punched with something that we weren't expecting and grief comes upon us in some way, shape, or form, where do we turn? Where do we look for for strength? Well, I come to remind you that his strength is made perfect in your weakness. Amen? I hope this is all right with you. This is just what God gave me today. Is that okay? Amen. And so the third thing that you got to remember when tragedy strikes is that Jesus is king. (laughs) Hallelujah. Jesus is king. They say, who is this king of glory? He's the Lord of hosts. He's the Lord strong and mighty. He's the real superhero. That's what I'm getting at. He's the Lord (laughs) strong and mighty. He's the Lord mighty in battle. He can stand up against any of them that we repping today. Amen. The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. He ain't never scared. He is the king of glory. He's the king. He's royalty. Uh, Isaiah 9 and 6. I hope you're taking down these tools for your toolbox. That's Isaiah 9 and 6. I want to remind you who he is, who he was at the beginning, and then I'm going to remind you who he is at the end. Thank you, Jesus. And the scripture says, remember this? This isn't just a Christmas scripture. Huh? Do we hear it other than the good old December? Rarely. Barely. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He's mighty. He's a prince. Hallelujah. The Prince of Peace. And so I want to remind you today of his dunamis power. And what that is, is that's the Greek word for power. That's power in the Greek. And what I love about in studying that word, it doesn't just refer to power, but it refers to potentiality. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. And so what that means is that His power has the potential to do anything that you can imagine. His power has the potential to fight a fight that you've never seen before. His power has the potential to reach depths and heights that you know not of. And so there's power and there's potential. Somebody say he's the real superhero. 
yeah, yeah, he's the real superhero. Hallelujah. And I'm so glad about it. Somebody shout power. Dunamis power. Revelation 19, 11 through 16. Revelation. Mind you, there's no S on the end. Revelation 19. Let's look at 11 through 16. Because he had power in the beginning. And he'll have power until the end of time. And I saw heaven opened. And behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dripped in blood. And his name is called the word of God. I want to look at that in the NLT because I want to make sure that you understand. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Then I saw heaven open and a white horse was standing there. Its rider was named Fruitful and True. For he judges fairly and wages a righteous war. His eyes were like flames of fire, and on his head were many crowns. A name was written on him that no one understood except himself. He wore a robe dripped in blood, <laughs> and his title was the word of God. Somebody say came through dripping. Listen. <laughs> and listen, came through dripping. Listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen. Over in the book of Marvel. I had to wait for that to hit you. Over in the book of Marvel, I was taking a look at Brother Captain America. And in taking a look, I found that he is known for his strength and he is known for his indestructible shield. Uh, but I'm here to tell you that my superhero, <laughs> he is my rock, my rock, my sword, and my shield he got brother captain beat hallelujah and listen i found out that captain america has to be injected with super soldier serum uh, uh but when it comes to my jesus he didn't have to be injected with anything because there's power power wonder working power in the blood <laughs> hallelujah i wish i had a witness in here the, he, he's the real superhero of the lamb there's power power I'm dripping what the working power in the precious blood of the lamb come on can I name somebody else uh -huh, uh -huh. I love Black Panther Wakanda forever but our superhero doesn't even need vibranium because if you think that vibranium is something, then you haven't met his virtue prophet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just ask the woman with the issue of blood. When his virtue is released, one touch can change everything. 
Somebody ought to give the real superhero some praise. I didn't come to preach like this this morning, but Jesus is the real superhero. And to be honest, I feel like my birthday twin, Mother Wine, and she said, Long as I got King Jesus, I don't need nobody else. Doctor, lawyer, preacher, teacher, Spider-Man, Batman, Black Panther, Incredible. I don't need nobody else. Because my Savior is the King of Kings and he's the Lord of Lords. Behold, he comes riding on a cloud, shining like the sun. Let the trumpets roar. Hallelujah. He's coming back, riding on the cloud. He is the King of Glory. Hallelujah. Give the King of Glory some praise in here. I'm talking about the real superhero. I'm talking about the real superhero. The one who turned water into wine. The one who went and spoke to the storm. And he called the sea. Come on, somebody. The one who opened up the eyes of the blind man. The one who raised Jairus' daughter. The one who raised Lazarus from the dead. The one who healed the leper. The one who caused Moses to part the Red Sea. The one who held back the rain. And the one who caused the sun to stand still. The one who caused the lame to walk. And the one who caused the dumb to talk. The one who caused the deaf to hear. The one who saved a wretch like me. Somebody ought to praise him if you know that he's the Savior of the world he's our superhero he has incredible powers wonder working power and so he's come to remind you that he has got the real s on his chest and that s stands for savior Some of us have the testimony that he reached down and he saved us from despair. And he reached down and he saved us from depression. And some of us, we used to be addicted to some stuff. And he reached down and he saved us from addiction. And, and, and some of us, we, we used to be manipulators and he, he saved us from our divisive ways. Can I be honest? Some of us, we experience different things that were not of God, but God reached down and thought us worthy enough to start perfecting and lining up everything that concerns us. Is he still perfecting? Yes, he is. Do we still got some work that we need? Yes, we do. But I am confident in this. Oh, Jesus, that the one who created the universe, the one who created the sun, the moon, and the stars, the one who blew his Ruah breath into man, and man became a living being, 
the one who created the waters and, and separated the seas and created the vegetations and the animals, the one who, that God, is the God who calls me son and daughter. And so if that God is my father, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. And so that means that we've got to stay on our post. We have to stay girded up in prayer. Remember that oil? Pull it out. If you need more, get some and let me come bless it. Because the anointing and the oil is needed now more than ever before. It's more imperative that your kids got the oil than them having their book bags these days. It's more imperative that you have the oil even more so than your briefcase or your purse. You need the oil. And so even now, I feel a press in my spirit to speak a word of protection over these, your people, Father. I thank you, Father God, that we might see them fall to our sides on the left of us and the right of us. But I pray, Lord God, that we will remain standing, that we may be representatives of what it looks like to have faith in you even in these last days. Let us be an example, Father God, to the people for whom we have influence. Thank you for a hedge of protection. I come against every demonic attack of the enemy. I come against every plan that he has to assassinate the believer. And I thank you, Lord God, that we declare warfare over hell and over Satan and all of his imps. I thank you in the name of Jesus that we already have the victory, that we literally already have the victory. All we have to do is to stay in place, to speak, Lord God, what you have spoken, Lord God, and, and, and to stay on the wall. Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would give us staying power. A lot of things will come up that will try to make us quit. But, Father, I pray in this season that you will give us the power to stay in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, I thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for you are the real superhero. And, Father God, no matter what comes and no matter what goes, you have the ultimate plan. If we perish, we perish. But we understand that to live is Christ for the believer and to die is gain. And so we have victory in this life and we have victory in the next. Empower us, oh God, to bring people in to the kingdom that they might share in this sweet victory that has been promised and afforded to us. I plead the blood of Jesus 
There's power in the blood. There's healing in the blood. There's deliverance in the blood. Salvation is at the blood. I plead the blood over our families. I plead the blood over our minds. I plead the blood over our homes. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that flow that makes us white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And your blood will never, ever, ever lose its power. Can we give praise to the Savior and the King with all his majesty and splendor? Can we give praise to the real superhero? Hallelujah. His name is Jesus the Christ. Jesus Christos Kyrios. Jesus Christ the Lord. That's all I have for you today. Can we give him praise? Yeah.